When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. History in Five Songs with host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Yes, indeed. Welcome back again to another edition of History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right, so this is episode 231. I'm calling this Birmingham's Black Sabbath Family. Uh, these are kind of tentative links, but these are the main bands that have links to this whole Birmingham home of metal thing. I don't know if you know this, but there's a whole website museum situation. Uh, Lisa Meyer, uh, I guess, has been uh, putting this thing together. A home of metal. Birmingham, England is called the home of metal, uh, you know, mainly for uh, three reasons, I'd say. Uh, basically, Black Sabbath is from there. Half of Led Zeppelin is from the West Midlands, right? John Bonham and uh, Robert Plant, Band of Joy, right? Uh, and Judas Priest is from there. So we're, we are going to talk about Judas Priest a little bit here as well. But uh, those are the main reasons. Um, you know, some other stuff will come up along the way here. But I wanted to keep this uh, focused and central on the idea of heavy metal. So Birmingham, I always forget how Birmingham is not really all that far north. I mean, it is the Midlands, but it's actually quite low. I mean, it's it's essentially right next to uh, Wales. So this is why, you know, we have these ties between Judas Priest and Budgie. They're close together than I always kind of remember it in my mind. I guess the city proper is around 1.145 million, but the wider metro area is 4.3 million Birmingham, making it the largest outside of London. Um, so yeah, Brummies, Brum, city of a thousand trades. Uh, so yeah, this is a this is a city that uh, that birthed a lot of music, and we're going to mention a few things in the honorable mentions as well. But uh, it has a rich heritage. It's it's pretty widely known at this point. But I think this home of metal situation was was pretty cool. Jim Simpson, uh, early Black Sabbath manager, you can put at the center of this whole thing. Polka Tuck Blues Band, Earth, uh, that whole situation. But. Uh, very notably, Henry's Blues House, uh, the crown on Station Hurst Street, uh, Birmingham. Um, let's see. Um, uh, let's see. We got, uh, yeah, um, you know, this whole this whole black country situation with it being uh, being kind of high industry and metalwork and all that. And, you know, uh, Rob Halford talks about the clanging of the of the machines uh, making metal and Tony Iommi working in the business and obviously having his uh, his accident with his finger. Uh, but yeah, Jim Simpson, uh, he was part of that locomotive situation as well. So he's a manager. He's running this club. He's bringing all these bands in. Um, 
you know, he says there's there's a lot of places out there. You know, I, I did a long interview with him and uh, and a bunch of that, or maybe even a couple, but it's in my Black Sabbath FAQ book. Um, but uh, yeah, he talks about the history. There there was the Metro Club on Livery Street, the Flower Pot, um, opposite Digbeth Police Station. We had the Rainbow Carlton Ballroom, Coach and Horses. He says there were a lot of music stores as well. The one thing Birmingham kind of lacked was, uh, was good recording facilities. Um, but yeah, he mentions the Cecil Viles at George's Clay's on Broad Street. Um, and uh, and yeah, so so this was a city that, um, you know, I remember from my conversation with him, he said there was music happening all the time. There was lots and lots and lots of live music, a lot of, uh, a lot of opportunities uh, to make music in that town. It was a thriving sort of scene. You know, it is a little bit about Amer- like De- um, America's home of metal, Detroit, in that it was a very industrial town and it was absolutely thriving as well uh, for entertainment around this time as well. So, so the early, early 70s uh, kind of situation late 60s early 70s so yeah Detroit of course is the other home of metal and we can go through uh, all that as well um you know the whole the whole Stooges MC5 SRC Ted Nugent the Amboy Dukes uh, Grand Funk all that kind of thing right um so there is the there is the rivalry but yeah I think given that we uh, around these parts uh talk about Black Sabbath being uh, the birth of heavy metal um, you know, especially that first album, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, February 13th, 1970. Uh, it is definitely the home of metal. Um, so let's get into this a little more. So these are bands, uh, like I say, keeping the folks tight. These are the bands that are somewhat associated with, uh, with Black Sabbath. And that's why we're calling this episode 231, Birmingham's Black Sabbath Family. So let's take a listen to our first track. This is Judas Priest with Never Satisfied. Alright, so this is off of Judas Priest Rockerola, which is 1974, but I've put them first here because uh, I feel like uh, given that they were formed in 1969, Al Atkins, they had lots of lineup changes uh, all along the way. We've got Glenn Tipton coming in from another Birmingham band, the Flying Hat Band. A little later, that's that's basically you know 73, 74 kind of situation. But the cool thing about this band, and we have a whole episode in History and Five Songs here, um, that was called uh, Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath as Doppelgangers, right? So you go listen to that one and hear that whole history, how this is a band that was around since 1969, first album 1974, uh, but Black Sabbath is recording albums in 70, 70, 71, 72, 73, 75, right? Um, so Black Sabbath is, is well on its way and famous basically almost immediately. So yeah, their paths diver- diverge immediately. Uh, how are they related to the Black Sabbath family besides that? Uh, besides, you know, playing all those same venues and being around that scene. Uh, Roger Bain uh, produces the album that this is from. Um, this is uh, this is from Rock and Roll, the, the 1974 album. So Roger Bain produces this. He also produces the first Budgie album, but he produces the first three Black Sabbath albums. And of course, Rob Alfred was technically uh, in Black Sabbath for uh, for that guesting situation he did. And of course, they're all buddies and stuff. So Judas Priest, kind of the baby Black Sabbath, right? Um, 
I've always talked about how, you know, Black Sabbath invents metal, but really from 1970 to 76, maybe there's a whole episode in this we can talk about. I'm, I'm sure I've touched upon this many times, but this whole idea that from 70 through to Sad Wings of Destiny in 76, there's just a bunch of good metal albums, but there's no massive, massive improvement. Sad Wings of Destiny, I always talk about as the first big, huge, huge uh, sort of uh, improvement uh, in heavy metal. So that's a super important uh, album as well there. Um Okay, let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, back again here, episode 231, Birmingham's Black Sabbath family. Um... So we are talking about bands uh, that are part of this orbit, part of this uh, this doomy black shining light uh, that Black Sabbath shines on uh, Birmingham, uh, dominates Birmingham as the as the home of metal, as we've discussed. Uh, so these are bands with uh, somewhat links to Black Sabbath. Take a listen to our second selection here. This is Trapeze with Way Back to the Bone. All 
All right, so this is from You Are The Music, We're Just The Bands. Uh, this is the other uh, pretty much most famous, uh, quote-unquote, hard rock band uh, besides Black Sabbath uh, in those early years because Judas Priest didn't have any albums out. So this is from You Are The Music, We're Just The Band, 72, but they had a debut album called Trapeze in 1970. They had Medusa in 1970 as well. And Medusa's a pretty hard rocking album. Uh, Glenn Hughes is the connection here. So Glenn Hughes is in Black Sabbath for one album, the Seventh Star album, right? Um, and then he also does Iomi Hughes. Uh, so he's recording a bunch of music later on uh, with Tony Iomi. Um, but yeah, he he's in this band. Um, he's out of out of trapeze by by after that that third album. You're the music. We're just the band. Uh, but they do Hotwire in '74, trapeze in 1975. Hold on in 1979. Of course, the other interesting thing here about this band. Um, so for this album, they are a trio. Glenn Hughes uh, is in it, of course, uh, bass, piano, and vocals. But Mel Galley uh, is on guitar. He would be uh, most famed for Whitesnake. And then Dave Holland uh, is the drummer, and he'd be Judas Priest drummer um, all through the 80s kind of situation, right? Um, so essentially, uh, yeah, so there's there's some other links there as well. But again, they're in, in the Black Sabbath orbit because they are actually a hard rock band. Uh, so they somewhat uh, belong here. Uh, all right, let's take a listen to our third selection here. This is Necromandus with Nightjar. Okay, I don't want to get you all excited about this Necromandus band. Um, they weren't that heavy. They were kind of a folky, proggy, um, you know, country-ish, rocking, rocking sort of band. This Nightjar song is the most famous, uh, famous song. Uh, the album is called Erexus of Death. Uh, this was recorded in 1973, but it wasn't uh, released until, I think, 1999. So this is one of those famous shelved albums. Uh, but the interesting thing about this band is, yes, they are from Birmingham, um, but Tony Iommi took them under his wing. He wanted to, uh, you know, think about getting into management. Um, so he was managing them uh, a little little bit there uh, when he could. Um but essentially, so yeah, 72, 73, Tony Iommi is involved. He even provides a guitar solo on the title track of this, uh, you know, uh, like I say, unreleased album, uh, Arexis of Death. Uh, so yeah, so he's in there, but basically the band sort of self-destructs uh, after uh, one of the main guys, Barry Dunnery, leaves the band. Um, so yeah, the, the record doesn't come out till 1999. Uh, uh, there is a re-release in 2005 uh, where you get uh, a couple of uh, bonus tracks. It was also reissued in 2010. It's just not that great an album. Um, but the other, uh, the, you know, pretty interesting thing about this, well, first off, you know, I, w I wanted to mention there's, there's literally... Um, one surviving member of of the original group, uh, Frank Hall. Everybody else died. Um, but one of the uh, kind of intriguing things about this band is that um, when Ozzy was thinking of uh, of getting out with his solo career, Blizzard of Oz. Remember that cool picture? There's a there's a picture you can find of Ozzy wearing a. Ozzy Osbourne band or Blizzard I think it's a Blizzard of Oz shirt with sort of a different logo thing early on kind of thing so when he was thinking of putting this thing together his first thought was to get uh, a couple of guys from um from uh 
Necromandus, and I believe it was, I think it was Dennis McCartan, Barry Dunnery, and Frank Hall. I mean, he essentially wanted to, you know, grab this whole uh, Necromandus band to be his original Blizzard of Oz. So that's kind of cool. Um, you know, on the strength of the record, I wouldn't say that that would have been such a great idea because I, I really don't think uh, that this is uh, this is that great of one of these fabled, uh, unreleased uh, sort of things. So, uh, so there you go, Necromandus Nightjar. Uh, all right, let's play our next selection here. Track number four here on History in Five Songs. This is Quartz with Pleasure Seekers. Alright, so this is from uh, the Quartz Quartz album. So this is the self-titled album that my version, so it came out in 1977. The connection here is Tony Iommi produces this, right? Um, And another connection uh, to the whole Black Sabbath thing is that um, uh, Quartz Quartz was originally recording for Jet Records, which was Don Arden, uh, you know, Sharon Arden. And so there's that whole connection there with Ozzy and Sabbath as well. But uh, so this is Quartz Quartz, uh, my copy of this. Uh, I got the reissued version of this in 1980 called Quartz Deleted. So they renamed it and they put it in a paper bag. But as you can tell, that was a pretty heavy track. It was pretty cool. It was, it was well recorded, so very competently recorded. Um, and uh, and the main Sabbath each song on here, I didn't want to pick it this time because we included it on a previous issue or episode, maybe even two of uh, of history and five songs. Mainline Riders, absolute drop dead, super heavy metal blast, Black Sabbath sort of classic from 1977. Um, so it's like a real precursor to the new wave of British heavy metal, right? Um, but. Uh, but yeah, what I love about this whole situation, so Quartz used to be called Bandy Legs, and they even supported Black Sabbath, right? So there's there's another connection there. Uh, so the Jet Records, the Tony Iommi is involved here. Um, and uh, Tony Iommi, uh, I believe, uh, let me just check this here. Uh, I think he played, uh, he, he played, uh, let's see. Oh yeah. Brian, Brian May was part of this as well. Yeah. Tony Iommi guessed it on, on something here, I believe. But, but the other big connection of course is, uh, is Jeff Nichols was in Quartz, right? So Jeff Nichols was, uh, was a big part of Quartz. Uh, and then he becomes Black Sabbath's keyboardist. And, uh, sadly we lost him, uh, uh, recently and his son actually, yeah, it's a whole long story, but we had a long correspondence about, he got all of, uh, dad's tapes and, um, you know there was that little hubbub a little while ago about that that unreleased uh um heaven and hell era track uh with with ronnie james dio singing right so so jeff was all totally involved in all that stuff and he was kind of their main keyboardist for for a lot of years but uh but yeah um the other amazing thing about quartz because i always like to talk about quartz is that um the second album stand up and fight which now they're on mca 1980 uh is an absolute new wave of british heavy metal uh classic and it's got a song on there that sounds like uh like megalomania it's it's wildfire right i think it's that song uh but yeah it's got uh, got the whole riff of megalomania so there's there's another kind of uh uh 
connection there. But that album is so competently recorded, beautifully written. This band should have been bigger, um, but they've lost some members along the way. And then they only ever did one other album at the time, which is a brooding heavy metal classic as well, Against All Odds. That was on heavy metal records. Um, which again, you know, another Black Sabbath connection, come to think of it. Heavy Metal Records has that centerpiece um, that, that looks like, uh, remember Paul Birch is running that label, that looks like Ozzy, right? The centerpiece uh, based on Ozzy. Uh, and then um, Quartz, uh, you know, reforms later on and they've got Fear No Evil and On the Edge of No Tomorrow. I wrote I wrote up the whole long story of uh, of Stand Up and Fight. You can get that as a 99 cent um, uh, ebook uh, over at Zunior.com. I, I have like 50 or 60 of those one album stories over there for 99 cents and now a whole bunch of my top 20s are over there as well so there's got to be 20 of those maybe even 25 uh 99 cents dollar 49 kind of thing um so yeah that that's uh that's the court situation love these guys yeah so so i interviewed them later on um you know, uh, so yeah, Jeff Nichols is uh, is one of the most prominent members, but of course Malcolm Cope on drums as well. He's been there on on everything, uh, and then Mick Hop- Hopkins, uh, you know, big big guy as well. There, guitar, nineteen seventy four to present. Um, but yeah, what made Quartz amazing on this song, Pleasure Sinkers, is Mike Taffy Taylor on vocals. He was there for all of that original stuff. Um, actually, except the, the the third album, that was Jeff Bate on vocals, 1983 to 84. But yeah, sadly, Mike Taffy Taylor, we lost him in 2016. But what a great singer he is. Check out that uh, Stand Up and Fight uh, album. Amazing. And Against All Odds is a really spooky, kind of heavy, gritty album uh, as well. It, it's really cool. Um, all right, let's move on to our fifth selection. Take a listen to this. This is Diamond Head with Starcrossed, Lovers of the Night. Okay, so uh, this is uh, this is Diamond Head up into the underrated. Uh, I really like this album a lot. Uh, this is the um, the sort of stranded album from 1993, Death and Progress. Uh, remember the Diamond Head situation, of course. So, so yeah, this is. Um, I wanted to include these guys here because I think they're kind of. Uh, the most famous, the most traditional heavy metal band of all these bands that are that are part of this thing. Um, well, obviously, yeah, Judas Priest, Quartz as well, but Diamond Head are are uh, the most famous of you know more famous than Quartz in the new wave of British heavy metal situation, and they've continued on. Love Brian Tatler. Um, and uh, and Sean Harris, of course, on vocals. Uh, yeah, well, there there's a there's a tie-in with Mike Taffy Taylor because uh, Sean Harris really makes uh, Diamond Head. Um, and so they have the absolute classic Lightning to the Nations album in 1980. They've got Borrowed Time, which is a bit of a pooch in 1982. <laughs> and then they've got Canterbury in 83, and then they're kind of gone. Um, you know, Sean Harris gives us that amazing, notorious dance metal, quote-unquote, type album. But yeah, this is from Death and Progress. And the cool thing about this is... Um, this song, Star-Crossed in Brackets, Lovers of the Night, Tony Iommi co-wrote it, uh, and plus he does a solo on it. Um, so yeah, here he is just being the good uh, Birmingham Brummy citizen and uh, getting together with uh, Brian Tatler and uh, 
and uh, and doing this song. And of course, the other famous thing about this album, Death and Progress, is Dave Mustaine does a, is is on a song on it as well. A really really cool song. Is, it, is he on trucking? Is that it? Uh, anyways, there's some great great tunes on this. Um, and then Diamond Head, of course, uh, comes back and does All Will Be Revealed, 2005, What's in Your Head, 2007, um, Diamond Head, 2016, Coffin Train, and they redo Lightning to the Nations in 2020. Unfortunately, there's a couple of different lead singers on these albums, and you know me and lead singers. We've got a whole episode of this you can go check out, of course. Um, but yeah, this whole situation with, um, you know, I love this band so much. Sean Harris is a huge, huge part of this band, and of course, that's one of the reasons I love them a lot. Lot, but um, but Brian Tatler is such a great heavy metal songwriter and riff writer. He's one of the unheralded great riff writers. So there's a lot of great music and non-obvious and really interesting, not unexpected sort of cool ways to do heavy metal uh, that you get on those reunion albums. But yeah, I had to put them in here as a uh, as one and and it is valid because it's got these connect this connection as well so as you can tell with all five of these the connections are are just a little bit right they're they're tiny connections um because you know black sabbath is from birmingham but they're but they're basically uh, on their way they're a big famous band pretty much immediately upon the first album so they're not home all that much right they're out touring the world and they hit america hard as well um so there you go. Those are the, our ones with our Black Sabbath connections. I wanted to, to bring some honorable mentions as well here. Uh, these these are uh, just to just to give you an indication of how important Birmingham in is in the music scene. Uh, well, another connection is Tony Martin. So Tony Martin is also from there, and he's a solo artist, and and he's in Black Sabbath. So obviously that's that's a completely valid one. Moody Blues. Now the connections are kind of a little less, but like I mentioned, John Bonham and Robert Plant. They're they're important. Uh, down a heavy metal path as well. Napalm Death is a big famous uh, heavy metal band from there. Didn't know Duran Duran was from Birmingham, but uh, yeah. Uh, the Move, ELO Wizard, that whole Jeff Lynn orbit. Um, so that's a situation. Not exactly a heavy band, but uh, Traffic, Slade, Slade is from uh, Wolverhampton, I believe, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so they're in here as an early hard rock band, but the connections are not that uh, that deep, I suppose. Magnum, I almost thought I would put Magnum in here because uh, I love the way that they are. Um, yeah, they're, they're a big, prolific, um, love them to death, really cool band. Um, kind of like a progressive pomp rock slash heavy band. Godflesh, of course, is a heavy, heavy band. So yeah, Birmingham gives us this whole real noise nick uh, sort of situation with that whole nexus of, you know, the Godflesh cathedrals kind of not from there, right? But, um, but the but the napalm death kind of situation. Spencer Davis, Shy, uh, that that's kind of interesting. So Shy was one of the uh, early bands that tried to uh, be a commercial, almost like pre-hair metal, nascent hair metal, very commercial, poppy version of new wave of British heavy metal. But they're from there. Doom, uh, Charge, uh, uh, GBH, City Boy. Uh, so that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, obviously no no real connections uh, per se, but uh, yeah, oh, an early Mutt Lang vehicle, right? Kind of hard rocking at times. I love that uh, the day the Earth caught fire uh, album. Jameson Raid. So there's another new wave of British heavy metal band couple other really super early ones mythology velvet fog and forest um and then like i say you've got the flying hat band in there as well with glenn tipton um and starfighters pretty cool so stevie young so that so this is a band that put out a couple gritty barroom rocking slash new wave of british heavy metal albums but stevie young of course goes on 
to be uh, ACDC guitarist, right? Uh, replacement, uh, but no one can replace Malcolm Young, but replacement for Malcolm Young. He's a relative, of course. Hard Meat is another early one uh, as well. Uh, you know, proggy, uh, operating between 69 and 71. And then Locomotive, uh, I believe I mentioned Locomotive earlier, but essentially Locomotive um, was a band that only put out a one album, um, but Jim Simpson was actually in that band before that one album. Um, he, he leaves in 1968, so they, they do have one album. So he leaves the band, uh, uh, but he acts as their manager, and uh, he's got Big Bear Records, right? And he later becomes manager of Sabbath, so there is a true connection there. And there's also the Norman Haynes uh, collection, Norman Haynes band, um, tied up in this whole locomotive, early Black Sabbath, Earth slash Nexus. Um, and one I almost uh, put in here, but there's no real connection um, or good enough connection, I suppose. Um, another Birmingham band, Blackfoot Sioux. Uh, I almost put in here the song Bye Bye Birmingham just to uh, just to actually have more Birmingham linked to this. But they had an album in 73 called Nothing to Hide and Strangers from 1974. And that song is from Strangers. And then they had an unreleased album, Gun Running, uh, 1975. Um, and I went through that. That their catalog again and it's it's occasionally kind of hard rock and stuff right um really good heavy one off the first one i can't remember what it was called again um but uh but yeah um so i wanted to put them in because i you know i wanted to find some bands that are you know to to me to me they line up with uh, necromandus and bandy legs the uh, the pre quartz band uh more than anything uh but yeah wanted wanted to have another hard rocking sort of band in there and then there's lots and lots of new bands you can google and find um you know birmingham has a has a long music scene so there's lots of bands from the 90s and and 2000s in there as well but uh there you go if you like this show and want to future episodes please go to ko-fi.com slash martin popoff hit that red uh support button and buy me a coffee or a pint it's got this three dollar easy paypal kind of thing uh this week i would like to thank joe becht mark brager andy at black sugar transmission martin olson john olson uh augustin garcia de Paredes, philip edward phyllis steve polari brian sager and daryl woodard um on the book front uh you can go to martinpopoff.com um Packing up and sending a lot out right now is my brand new Kiss book, Kiss at 50. Um, so that's there. Of course, I'm signing all these books and sending them out of my office here. But yeah, Kiss at 50. Uh, still got the Pink Floyd, uh, the Bowie. I think I have two left of each of those and one left. Uh, actually, I got to order more ACDC. I've actually got one just with a bumped corner of ACDC. If anybody wants one of those uh, and wants a deal on one, let me know. Um, and anything for that matter, like just email me at martinp at inforamp.net if, uh, you know, you've heard me talk about my fame, famed Hertz box. Um, occasionally, uh, books don't make the trip over from the UK too easily. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of actually the Blue Oyster Cult dominance and submission in that, that, and that's doing well too. People like that book. Um, so that's there. Um, Stay tuned for a follow-up to Flaming Telepaths, my Imagino storybook, um, but I am out of that now. Uh, but I uh, but I can get more of that as well. Uh, and then, yeah, my, my illustrations, I want to get back to that, but you can go to martinpopup.ca and I've got these card sets and you get prints of that stuff as well. But yeah, 
for the books, all martinpopoff.com. So, you know, your your homework for, uh, you know, I, I am definitely going to pick this. Your homework for this episode, go play Quartz, uh, Stand Up and Fight. I just love that album to death, front to back. Uh, this is a really competent, well put together New Wave British Heavy Metal album on MCA Records 1980. Uh, hail to Birmingham uh, for this episode 231, Birmingham's Black Sabbath Family. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at The RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at R&R Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.